Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Faith Worship Center's weekly sermon. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by this week's message as we all live to bring more of heaven to earth. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's good to see you all this morning. <laughs> I, uh, so, last three, four years, um, I started to seriously go after this good God thing that a lot of people have been talking about. Because we, we say, you know, God is good. He's good all the time. He's better than you think. If you have a good thought about God, he's even better than that. And, and like, I, I just, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go look for him. Because sometimes he, it, it, it doesn't look like he is. So I have these conversations with God. Now, I, I especially went after the Old Testament. And if you follow me at all, you know that I have a podcast and I'm, I'm basically doing that uh, as, a, as a podcast, just going through the Old Testament, finding, finding God, finding Jesus. Uh, because a lot of people, a lot of people separate, you know, it's like, well, there was God, the Father in the Old Testament, and then Jesus in the New Testament. And somehow they forget that they're a trinity and they're all the same. It's like, well, yeah, but not really. You know, <laughs> Jesus came over the top in the second covenant. Anyways, it gets, I don't need to go into theology, but this is, it's my passion. It really is a passion of mine. So God and I have these conversations, especially early on. I'd, I'd come to a passage and I'd be like, God, you, you have a problem. <laughs> It's always good when you go to God and tell him he has a problem. God, you have a problem. And, and, he, and, and he's, he's, uh, he sounds a lot like me, so I enjoy talking to him. <laughs> and he probably sounds like you, too, when you're talking to him. But anyway, that's another whole hearing God thing. And he'd go, really? I, what, what, what's, what's the problem? I'll say, well, you, you wrote this. Oh, let me see what I wrote. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. What? Can you help me out with that? Well, I, I don't know. I guess I could kind of tear it apart and, and rework it, I guess. You know, I, but you wrote it, so I don't want to mess with the words. I just, I'm just saying, you've got an issue here. There's people who don't like you because of what you said or what you said you did or what they said you said you did. And he goes, yeah, let's break that apart. So I get this opportunity just to like, I I. I, I, I I don't want to mess with the word. But I also don't want to mess with the character of God. So, so far, of all the problems I brought to him, it, it turns out he's good. <laughs> every time, every time. And honestly, it happened again this week. I'm at the passage, the passage I'm, I'm going to look at. Okay, now this is, this is, a, this is. This is, I looked at this and I was like, oh, like there's almost like this little part of me that goes like, oh, I don't know how he's getting out of this. I'm serious. I don't know. It, it like goes all the way back through my religious background. Like it just, it's like, but he's, he's a punisher. He's angry. He likes to kill people, especially like entire nations just wipe them out. Oh, it's scary. So I sometimes tell him he has a problem gently. 
because, you know, just in case I'm wrong and he wants to kill somebody, I might be the one. You know, you don't want to come up to the really bad, angry, punishable God and say, you have an issue. You you don't do that. (laughs) But the God who's good, you can. And so I did. And, uh, oh, man, is he good at what he wrote. He's really good at what he wrote. All right, so we're going to take a look at a, a parable it's been around a long time. It's in Matthew 25. It's a parable of the talents or the bags of gold, the three servants and the master. And, and man, that last guy just, it sure does look like he gets in big, big whamma jamma trouble. That was the verse that caught me. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Is Jesus, you have a problem. <laughs> And then we laugh because we all know how it's going to turn out because we've done this so many times, him and I. So here we go. Parable of the bags of gold. Again, oh, wait. So we're talking about the kingdom of God. The parable is about the kingdom of God. You've got to keep that in mind because most of the time when I've heard this, when I was growing up, this was all about heaven and hell. This was, this was like an evangelist tool, especially that last verse. Oh, yeah, outer darkness, gnashing of teeth, weeping and wailing. (laughs) See, if you're anything like me, you're thinking, yeah, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, I know, it's a problem. God has a branding issue. He he looks like he's bad in this verse. But we got to look, God talks to me in story. He doesn't have to talk to everybody like that. That's the way he talks to me. So he's like, let's look at the whole thing, Bob. Let's talk about the whole thing. So the whole thing's about the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is again. It's like a man going on a journey who called to his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. And he gave five bags of gold to another, two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you see all that's going on in this? This is, this is, this is massive. A master left. And when he left, he gave his wealth to the servants. Now, what is wealth? Wealth is his authority, his influence, his reputation, his ability to impact a culture. He gave that to his servants. Now, it's, there's a lot of, we'll call them bosses, that, that think they give you authority to do something. But really, what they're giving you is an opportunity to do what they've asked or the, to keep you in the confines of what it is that, that they want accomplished while they're gone. All right, my daughter works at Starbucks. She was a shift manager for a while. Manager, you're managing the store. But how much freedom does that really give her? Not, not, no, not really, hardly, actually none. No, why? Because there's somebody who gave her the authority to manage the store. It didn't really give her authority. It gave her permission to do what she's been asked to do by the corporate body that wants things to look a certain way, to taste a certain way, to be performed a certain way. That behavior will be confined within a certain manner. Now, you, it's, it's easy to, it, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, that's different. But it's, it's true anywhere. It, it, can ha- it can happen in big corporate things. You know, Walmart's just, 
Walmart's the same way. Uh, and small businesses are too. Most people become a boss because they have a vision as to how they want something done, and then they hire people to help them do it. And they, they tell them, hey, you have authority, but really, you don't. Really, you don't. Really, there's things that we want done a certain way. That's why I started the business. Right? Okay. So, this is why I'm saying you have to stop here. What this master did shifted the culture of a master-servant relationship. He gave his authority to his servants. He gave his wealth to his servants. This is huge. And he... They, they, Now, whether you call it bags of gold or talents of gold, each one was worth about 20 years' wages. This wasn't like he left and gave them, you know, here's a thousand bucks, have fun while I'm gone. He gave one of those guys a hundred year salary. That's, that's no small check to write. This is, this is huge. And he gave them each according to their, his ability. Ability. I was like, oh, I wonder what that means. Because, man, it sure does sound like you need to be talented or good looking <laughs> or smart. Okay, I'm none of those things. So I thought, I'm, I'm the guy with the one at this point. I, I get the one bag. <laughs> each according to his ability. What does that mean? It means, it means internal power, virtue of nature within, to do or to accomplish. The master gives out his wealth, gives out his favor, gives out his blessing to each person according to their ability to reflect and make choices just like him. He entrusted them. He entrusted them. I can, I do not have scripture to back this up, but I can guarantee you this was not the first time that this, especially the guy with the five bags, ever got a, a gift from the master. The master has seen how this man operates. He has seen the decisions that he's made. He understands that if he gives this person a ton of favor, a ton of authority, that this person is going to make choices that are going to absolutely reflect the master. He's seen him. He's, he's talked to this servant. He understands. This servant has a vision. He has, he has a dream of what he would do if he had unbelievable resources. And when the master leaves, he's like, here's unbelievable resources. And then, look at that phrase, that he went on his journey. What? He didn't have a, a conference on what to do with money? He didn't, he, did, he, did, he, did, he didn't hand out notebooks? Here's a binder. I'd like you to take care of my money while I'm gone. Here's a list of investments I've already made. Please check in with the banker. Please check in with this guy. Please check in with this merchant. Please check with the... I bought this ship full of stuff. Please go down to the docks. Make sure it's there. I mean, it's your money, but there's things I want you to do with it. No! And that's what I mean. This does... This kind of authority, this kind of gifting, that does not happen. 
outside of the kingdom of God. He did not pull them in and say, listen, guys, I'm kind of, I'm going to give you some money, but please, please don't screw this up. Because if I come back and there's nothing left, like we're, oh man, we're all in trouble. Please don't spend it, you know, like, like that other guy we heard about, the prodigal son. Please, please don't do that. We all know how that ended. Well, okay, it ended okay, but all right. In the middle there, it was really bad. Please don't do that while I'm gone. He, he gives all of this authority and he walks away. No boundaries. Can, can, can I say it? God is out of control. <laughs> now, Bob, be careful. You're, ta- you're treading. I know, I know. This is, this is dangerous. Bob sounds dangerous. That's why I preach like this when Daryl's not. No, no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Daryl would not mind. Daryl's awesome. <laughs> Plausible deniability. I wasn't there. <laughs> God does not want control. He does not demand control. He does not manipulate what you do with his blessings. Come on! Do you have any idea how hard that is to do as a human? And yet God does it like that. He does it like that because he looks at your ability and he says, boom, I give it to you. Because I know the possibilities that, that well up within you. Yes, I know it's, I know also, God also knows every one of those guys could have lost all the money. Yes, that was possible. If you've ever made investments, you know they're not all 100%. But he knew the probability based on the character, their, their ability. He knew the probability because of their ability. He's like, I can trust that. I can entrust it. I can entrust it. And he gave it to him. And I don't think this was the first time the master gave out blessings to his servants. So the first, it just says it like that. And you, and you get in your head that this, somehow this happened quickly. He said he went on his journey. <laughs> the man who received the, the five bags of gold went at once, put his money to work, gained five more bags. Also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more bags. But the man who received the one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money, hid the talent, hid the gold. All of this has to do with, with perception. The first two guys went out at once and put their money to work. I don't know if you've ever carried a bag of gold. I'm guessing that this, this verse extends for a long period of time because it says the master was gone for a long period of time. So this, you get five bags of gold, you, you got to put it somewhere. You can't walk down the street, be like, hey, I'm an investor. Here's money for you. Here's money for you. Here's money for you. No, you, you got to, especially the first two guys had a plan. They had a plan. They were like, oh, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know what that even means. I'm guessing the first guy knew merchants that he was going to go talk to. He knew, he knew people that down at the docks that traveled. 
He wanted to get a hold of them. He knew some bankers. He, maybe he invested in some. I don't think he owned a farm. I think he invested in probably some farms. Maybe some livestock. If you've ever done investment stuff, if you've ever put your money to work, you know that it's not, it's, it's work. It's work. You, when God sends out this kind of favor and blessing, it doesn't mean you sit. He wants you to work with what you have. He, he's not concerned if you lose it. Do you understand that? All the way back, it, it, all the way back, like two words ago in this verse, like he, he just leave. He's like, I trust you. I entrust you according to your ability. Do what you want with it, but do something. Have fun. Spend it. You want to waste it? Waste it. I, listen, there's no control. Look at your neighbor say, God's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want control. We want God to have control. That's, that's the fun part, right? We're, that's why I go to him and say, you've got a problem here. You, you look out of control. He's like, I don't, I don't think I'm the one with the problem. I think you want me to have control because there's people that you see, quote, wasting my favor. Oh, Bob. <laughs> you, you, it's true. I, 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 look, I look at it, I look and I think, oh, what I could do if I only had what they had. God's like, hello. I haven't run out. Right? Yeah, we want God to have control. God's like, nah, the kingdom of God is like this. It's like a master who gave out money and walked away and trusted that money to his servant's abilities. What, what there was there, that ability, that internal virtue to reflect him walked away. The first two people clearly had a vision that they understood we get, to, we get to go after this. When the master comes back, we get to tell him all the stuff that we tried to do, all the stuff we did do, all the stuff that happened right, all the stuff that happened wrong, all the people we met, and we get to show him what happened to it. They knew what was coming. I think the third guy, I think this might have been their, his first gift. I, I, I just think, the, I, I just see this, this one bag as just, it's just like this massive act of mercy and grace from God. Given the way that that servant reacted, I just, I, that's the only way I can explain this. He gives a bag of gold, 20 years wages. He gives to the one guy with, this, with still no boundaries. He didn't say, listen, you're kind of new at this. Let me walk you through it. Let me give you some good wisdom on what to do with what I've given you. He's like, here it is. I believe in the possibility of what you hold within you. You could be amazing. He wanted to awaken within this servant all that he could be. But this servant, as he says later, when he got that blessing from God, he immediately Thought it was a burden. 
he was like, oh, no. I can't screw this up. Oh, I can't. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I, 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 I don't know what to do. Okay, the first thing I got to do is not lose any. I'll bury it. I'll just, I'll just bury it. Just. I can't tell anybody, though. I'm sure he watched the other two guys. Five bags of gold. That guy takes his. I don't know where he hit it. I don't know what. I don't, I don't know. A cave? I don't know. Buckets of, of buckets. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't think of uh, clay pots to save my life in that second right there. Buckets. Okay. Throw it in clay pots. I don't know what he did. He, he, this servant with the one bag had the opportunity to see what the other servants were doing. Remember, the master's gone for a long time. So he buries it. At some level, I understand that. Like, you don't know what to do. God blesses you. You're like, "Ah." what do I do? And then sometimes, right, you have a slave mentality. You get a blessing from God. And your reaction, not you guys, not you guys. Our church is, is wonderful. I know none of you would react this way. Other people would go, I don't deserve this. I, I don't, I don't deserve this. I've been, I've, again, nobody here. I've been around people who pray like this, right? Oh, God, I'm so unworthy of the breath to breathe. Oh, God, I don't deserve whatever, right? They sprain their ankle. I deserve that, God. I know you're working this for my good. I I. I'm just glad you didn't take the whole leg off. Father, Jesus, Heavenly Father, I, your love is so sweet. You could, have, you could have killed me, but you only sprained my... Come on, people! I'm so, I, it, it is such an act of patience to sit in the rooms like that. Because I, I, I want control. I, I don't want to be like the master. I want to be like... <laughs> He gives you a blessing and walks away. Now, not technically. I know, please. I know. The, the illustration breaks down. He doesn't ever leave you or forsake you. He never actually walks away. I get that. What he walks away from is the control of the blessing that he pours out on you. That's the illustration of the parable. All right? He walks away from the control of what he's given you. He gives this guy one bag, and the first thing this guy thinks is, Oh my gosh, I can't screw this up. I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy of this. I should just be a slave. I just need more tasks to do. He should have told me what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm going to bury it. Look at what those guys are doing with their blessing. Oh, they're so, oh, look, oh, look, oh, look. Oh, I can't. I just can't. I'm not as good as them. I'm not, clearly I'm not worthy enough because God gave them more to begin with than with me. And I just, and you just pile on the self-hate, and the self-rejection. And the enemy's like, yes, I love it. And God's like, no, let the blessing awaken you to what you hold inside. And he still doesn't step in to control what's going on. Oh, man, he's a good God. We still got a problem in that last verse, Bob. I know. We'll get there. At your current rate, I also know that. Yes, we won't get there at my current rate of, of talking. All right, we'll move on. 
After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts. Doesn't that sound ominous? It was always ominous when I, was, when I heard this uh, from, from evangelicals. No, from evangelists. God's going to settle accounts. And you better not have screwed it up. <gasps> right? Yeah, no, none of you heard that? Okay, just me. That's fine. I had a great time in my childhood. Just a few times I had these kind of guys around. But so anyway, settle. What does that word mean? This is so much fun. Settle means to bring together with others. The master comes back. All the servants gather around. They're so excited to see him. Does that sound like a master that punishes people? That they were afraid to see his arrival because, oh, when God comes back, you better be righteous. Right? Have you ever heard that? Boy, when the Son of God comes back, you better be found righteous before him. You better not be sinning. Dun, dun, dun. The kettle drums are going. No, he's like, no, hey, guys. Hey, I'm home. Let's go hang out. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. Oh, this is great. Man, the first guy's like, oh, baby. Oh, you're, you gave me five bags. Right? And he, and he dropped. I, I just, I know he probably didn't have them. When he drops five bags. Remember, you gave me those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wait, 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 wait. And he leaves the room. <laughs> and the master's just got a big smile on his face like, oh, this is going to be good. And he comes back with five more bags. <laughs> Look it. I doubled it. I now have 200 years wages. What? And the master says, dude, you're awesome. According to the Greek, he said, um, Come share in your master's happiness. <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. A few things? He was faithful with a hundred years wages. What do you mean a few things? Because that's the generosity of our master. Like it's like whatever. This, this is just a little thing. I gave you a little thing. You made two little things. Good job. He's like, hey, come and share. Enter in. Another another phrasing of that is come into life. A state of being of your thoughts and mind. You see, this is a this is this is about the perception of who the master is. This servant had, I am sure, had multiple gifts from the from the master. He knew the way the master interacted with his with his favor. And when he doubled all that the master had given him, it wasn't because he did it as a burden. The blessings are never meant to be a burden. If it feels like a burden, you have a perception problem. If God blesses you and you think, oh, dude, just, just, dude, <laughs> whoever you are, <laughs> just take a moment and be like, no, 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 no. I need to, I need to, I, no, that's a me problem. Because, because blessings are never designed to be a burden. Are they work? Yes. The servant went to work. He put five bags of gold to work. And he got five more. But none of it was a burden. 
And I have, I have little doubt that a few of his investments didn't work out so great, and a few of them probably worked out amazing. Either way, he drops five bags of, in addition to the five that he was given, and the master just says, awesome. He doesn't say, good, let me count it. He's like, dude, you're awesome. Enter into what? The happiness. Hey, enter into the joy. Enter into a partnership with me. Because we work together. You're not a slave. This is awesome. The joy, the freedom, the lack of control. So I imagine after that, the man with the two bags is like, no, no, okay, 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 wait, wait, my turn, my turn, my turn. Here, here, you gave me two bags. And, because, you know, he had two more, so that was easy. He hid those behind him. He pulled those out from underneath his robe. Drops on two more. I doubled it. Some of the things he and I worked together on because I liked what he was investing in. So I followed his example and invested my life. I invested some of your favor into the same patterns as other successful people. Oh, that's wise. Yeah. Multiplication, discipleship, freedom, joy, hope. Kingdom of God. That's what this, that's what this parable is about. So what does he say? He says, oh, man, well done. Good and faithful. You are awesome. You have been faithful with a few things. Uh, I'm going to put you in charge of a lot of things. Come and share your master's happiness. Same thing. Come and partner with me. Enter into this mentality, into the freedom of sonship. Partner with the master and continue to invest my favor and blessings. Oh, man, this is a great meeting. Now it's up to number three. The man who received one bag of gold. Uh, uh, He's probably looking now at uh, 14 bags of gold on the floor. A super happy master. Two guys that are high-fiving each other. And he's like... Uh, hey, 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 master, uh, good to see you. Listen, <laughs> God bless this kid. Oh, I love him. Oh, okay. He goes, he, I, I believe with all my heart, he wants to honor the master. He wants to show the master that I know who you are. I understand how you operate. I'm going to describe to you who you are. This is so sweet. His heart is so sweet. Really wrong. But he says, I, I, listen, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you do not, have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So, I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's everything you gave me. Man, did he reveal a lot about his perception of the master. Now imagine, this master's been gone for a while. And again, it's 
I know God didn't go anywhere. God's been hands off on the on the bag of gold that's been buried in the in the dirt. This guy's been thinking the whole time, I am protecting the blessings of the master. I have taken the master's property and I have made sure no one got it. He's been gone a long time. My family has sacrificed. When we went through that drought, we did not dip in to the master's money. See, he... He saw it as the master's money. We, we sacrificed, we protected, we stood our ground. Having done all, we stand. What, what did you do? I buried it. And then I stood on it and made sure nobody got it. <laughs> Honestly, my heart breaks for this guy. It breaks. He, he had an opportunity for years to just step into the blessing of God. Just All he had to do was follow the example of the other guys. He could have just taken a, a few coins. But if you, if you flip the perception of, that, of, of the master and read that verse again, how awesome does God sound? He brings abundance where he doesn't even sow seed. How good is this? Right? We ask God, but you know, make a way where there is no way. He's like, yep, I do that. Yeah, well, if you're the tree that's in the way, uh, you might not appreciate it, but you're going to get moved. Right? He's like, you, you do stuff where you, you haven't even showed up. And you, and you harvest grain. And the master's thinking, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So his response, I think, comes from that, that mindset. He says, <laughs> this was another problem verse. You wicked, lazy servant. I was like, okay, Jesus. No, 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 no. We're not going. No, 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 no. We're talking about this. That sounds nasty. Good God all the time. What are you talking about right there? Wicked, lazy servant. <laughs> So wicked means full of labor, pressed by work. Servant means no relationship, a slave, only doing tasks, only obedience. God isn't making a judgment on him. He's describing him. He's like, listen, you missed it. You're consumed by labor. You're consumed by just doing things for me. It's worthless. I don't need things done. I need you to change the way you think. I don't need a slave. I don't need obedient slaves. I need people who enter into the happiness of the master like the other two guys. I need people who have a mentality that mirrors mine. Generous multiplication, joy, freedom, no control. That's what I'm looking for. You missed it. Listen, he says, you're right. I do create abundance even where I don't exist. I'm pretty awesome. 
But even if you didn't want to use the miraculous, you could have used human constructs. You could have put it in the bank and just collected interest. Because the kingdom is about growth. It's about movement. It's about multiplication. And even if you wanted to use a human construct to do it, I can still work through that because I can still bring increase. That's all I'm saying. I don't think he yelled. I don't. I, I, I did. <laughs> I just get excited. So he says, take, listen, I, I, I'm going to take your bag. I'm going to give it to the guy who increased the five to ten. Because you and I have a journey to take. I don't want you to lose this, this favor. I don't want you to lose the blessing. I'm going to give it to somebody who's going to know what to do with it, to bring more to it. I've got more to give you. But you see, what's true in the kingdom, which is the parable is about, is that the, the more kingdom you have within you, the more it's, is, of the kingdom is attracted to you. So the guy with the 10 is very attractive right now in the kingdom. <laughs> the kingdom just wants to multiply on top of him. So God illustrates that. I'm going to give more to this guy. It's going to be natural. If you're going to waste, if you're going to bury, if you're going to just protect the favor I've given you, eventually the kingdom's going to draw it away and give it to someone else because you and I have a journey to walk in order to change the way you think. I need to show you where you're headed. Verse 30, the last one. And throw that worthless servant outside. (laughs) So I have to laugh because it just sounds horrible in the English. Into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Throw, cast out. Oh, man, did the evangelist like that one. Listen, this has to do with your perception. Honestly, if you want God to throw somebody who literally didn't, he didn't lose anything. Do you understand? Like so many people want to throw this servant into hell because he saved everything. He didn't even lose it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Bob, focus. Okay, so. If you want that God, I honestly keep him. I, I'm just giving you another option. I want you to know you can take this another way. And if you really, really want a God that's like that, I, all I'm asking you to consider what if. What, what if he's not? Just, just, just what if? Because there's two words. The, this, this word, cast out, can go two ways. It can go violent. And I'm reading the list, right? I'm reading the list in the, in, in, in the, I'm like, oh my word, this it just keeps getting worse. This is not, I'm like, uh, this is where I had that little click in me, that little hook that went, oh Lord, we are, and you, you have got a serious problem with this word. And then I got to the part that said, or nonviolent, meaning, what? Whoa. I, like right away, I'm in my office and it like, it was like, oh, oh you Jesus. I didn't even read the meanings yet. I just was excited there was another option because the first list was really bad. It can mean this. 
It can mean to draw out, to extract one thing and insert another. To lead them with a force, a nonviolent force that can't be resisted. Literally, I could only think of one thing that fit that description, and that was love. So, so, what if, what if you took the nonviolent uh, uh, definition of this word? What God says is, all right, listen, you, you understood me to be a, a man who brings abundance even if he doesn't invest or plant. All right, so this is what I'm going to do. We're going to take heaven's, you know, the kingdom of heaven is going to take what's yours and going to multiply it with somebody else for now. Because I'm going to draw you out. I'm going to draw you out through relationship. I'm going to take what's in there that doesn't fit, and I'm going to insert things that are supposed to be true about me. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to show you where you're headed. I mean, Jesus did this all the time with his disciples and with the Pharisees. He'd show them where they're headed. And he's like, this is where you're headed. You're heading to a place of darkness. What does that mean? A place where you can't see light. You can't see the true character of God. You're going to be in ignorance and blindness. If you don't, if you don't understand who I am, this, you're going to be in outer darkness. By choice. I've met people like this. They... It's not that they're not saved, but the way they describe their circumstances, they're just constantly in darkness. They're blind to the goodness of God. The song I listened to all week while I was meditating on this was, was a song, Evidence, right? I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. Why did I want that in my head? Because the more you see, the more you see. That's the principle. He's like, the, you, I got, we got to change your perception. You're going to be, the, the idea of, of, what was the next word? Weeping means lamenting, reviewing faults, flaws, and failures. He's like, if you don't change the way you see me, you're going to spend your days telling me how you're worthless and you have failed. I failed again. You Trust me, in this moment, this servant needed love because he's looking at what's happening in front of him and he thinks, I failed the master. And the master's like, no, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me. You could have done the bare minimum, yes. Could have just put it in the bank. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to draw you out because I want you to really get a sense of where you were headed. And then he says, uh, gnashing of teeth, which is despair, worry, fear, self-preservation. You're going to be out there defending your reputation. You're going to be out there scared of what might be coming down next. You're going to be looking at the news. You're going to be looking at, at the neighbor. You're going to be looking at whatever, natural disasters and going, oh, no, oh, no. And the focus is going to be out, 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 wrong, 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 all this time. In the context of this parable, that's what's going on. 
I'm not saying applications can't be made. I'm not. I don't have time to go into them all. But it was fun. When I saw that last phrase, honestly, I just was like, oh, God, you are so good. He's like, yeah. What was that problem I had? I don't, I, I don't know, actually. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. I think this is good. I like this story. He's like, yeah, I did too. That's why I wrote it. I was like, yeah, you know, you should have talked to a couple of the guys that taught me early on in my life. I think they could have used a conversation with you. The kingdom of God flows with generosity, freedom, authority, multiplication, And the more you have, the more will be drawn to you. The kingdom of God is awesome. And if you're sitting there and you think, oh, man, I got it wrong, I got it wrong all these years. Stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> listen to the master who says, listen, let me draw you out. Let me help you find a new way of thinking. Because the only reason this servant didn't multiply was because he didn't understand who the master was. That was it. He wasn't evil. He wasn't wicked. He had, a, he had a mindset that needed to shift. That's internal work. And a lot of people don't like doing that. They want all the externals to, to work, right? Fix that person. Fix that. Find a new church. Whatever. If I get all this fixed, I'll be fine. Do the internal work. Do the internal work. Change the perception. And the more you change it, the more good you're going to see. I'm having, you know, I ran into this passage, you know, last week. But I just, I keep finding God's goodness all over the place. I, I had a friend here last week. He's like, are you going to teach on, on, on Genesis in my podcast? I was like, yeah, actually, I do that next year. He's like, well, you have a problem. And he quoted some verses from Noah. And I was like, yeah, that's a fun episode. <laughs> you just wait. He goes, I, I really can't wait for you to get there. I was like, it's going to be fun. I said, I can leave you with this. I won't, I won't give it away. But God is good. All the time. And always has been. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. If you'd like more information about our church, visit faithworship.org.